Hey you guys, JD here. I just wanted to let you know that while we have been releasing episodes of this podcast a bit late, it's been a lot of Saturday night, late Saturday night releases, and now it's a Monday release, I am trying to get an earlier release date for this show. We had a few setbacks with recording this one, had some scheduling problems, but in the future, I'm hoping to make this a show that comes shortly after the episode has debuted that we're that we're reviewing. So please forgive us this time. I'm working on this. I've been pretty busy lately and also dealing with a few sicknesses that have all come right in a row. I actually have no idea what's going on with my body. Send help. And that's all I had to say, so with that, I think we can start the show. Fuzzy? 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 Am I dead? It's okay, buddy, I'm here. Oh my god, you're dead too? My best friend's dead! But at least we're together in the afterlife. After the way you treated me, I wasn't sure you'd make it up here. Well, we're alive. And I've got even better news. I'm gonna get your sketch on the air. Wait, so you love it? No, it's terrible, I told you. Mm. But listen, Fozzie, you and I are gonna work on it every night after the show for as long as it takes until it's ready. Aww, for the friends I know, you're my best frog. <sighs> okay, thanks, Fozzie. Look, let's get out of here. We've got a show to do. Um, oh, yeah. Let me, let me give you a hand. Uh, up you go. Up, up, up. Yep. Whoa. Whoa. You all right? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh, wait, my hat. Oh, no, no, no. don't worry, my hat. Your, your hat's on your head. Mm. It's on your head. Mm. Yeah, it's right up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on. Okay. Watch your step. Door. Ugh. Door. Ugh. Oh, maybe we can use this to find my hat. No, no, Fozzie, it's mm. on your head. Your hat's oh, on your head. right. Remember? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. You have been shot with a tranquilizer dart. Damn it. Uh, well, no, but I did lick my third cousin once and the walls started melting, so I feel you, bro. Uh, hmm? Yeah. We are brothers. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, uh, come on, the car's this way. Okay. Here we go. Watch your step. You want me to drive? For no, you? I, that, that's fine. I'll, I'll do it. When the Muppet Show is over, you know where to go. Come on down to Ralph's Tavern and let's talk Muppets. And here we are in episode number three of Let's Talk Muppets, the Muppet Review Show. As usual, Steve Swanson is here with me to overanalyze the Muppets. Hey, Steve, how are you? Uh, yes, and remind me again, you are... I am J.T. Hanksleben. Oh, the guy in the hat, right? Uh, no, no, no. Bears wear hats. Oh, oh, the, the guy with the beard, right? That's me, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Hello, J.T., so nice to be with you again. You know, some people call me J.D. Hansel of MuppetHub.com, but that's not important right now. No. Now, I am a little bit bummed that the guest we had planned for this week couldn't make it. He was too busy watching Big Bird in China. You can guess who the guest was based no on offense. the fact that that's no offense, what takes right? up his time. Yes. You can probably figure it out. Anyway, the cool part is we're still here together at Ralph's Tavern. And say, it got really crowded here the other night. There were hey, a lot of Muppets in the tavern. There's actually people. Yes. Yeah, wild. Well, I'm just glad Ralph's continued to let us record here. It's a nice place, and the tap it's, water's great. Yes. You know. Thanks again, Ralph. Right? Yeah. Thank you. He he's really mad at me right now because I don't I don't usually actually pay for the food or drink that I get here, but he keeps letting me come in because he's optimistic about it. You know. I'd call that his fault. Yeah, I know, right? Well, yes. anyway, right yes. now it's housekeeping time. Let's Talk Muppets is a production of MuppetHub.com, where the Muppetational comes together. You can also find this in iTunes under the 11-point collar feed, which is our main podcast at MuppetHub, and it's also available on 11-point collar's YouTube channel. Steve Swanson is from MuppetCast.com, where you can find episodes of the MuppetCast and also watch his live streams. Well, they're not so much live streams as they are chats, really. They're conversations that you have with uh, with really whoever wants to join you and talk about Muppets. Isn't that right? Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we do it 8.30, 7.30 p.m. Central after the new show. And we hang out for just, I don't know, half an hour or so and, and gab about what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't. Sort of a, an abbreviated version of what we do here. Um, but it's just a bunch of fans hanging out, having fun. So, yeah, come join us on Tuesdays. I will. I already do. Yes. Oh, you meant and, the listeners. Yes, I meant them, not you. Of course you did. Yes. Okay, well, I think we've mostly got 
the important housekeeping stuff out of the way, at least the important stuff to start with. And we can say more at the end if we need to. So I think we can jump right into first impressions. First uh, impressions. Alrighty then. Apparently that is now the opening for the first impressions segment. And of course, we're here talking about the third episode of The Muppets on ABC, which is entitled, kind of cleverly, Bear Left, Then Bear Right. Right spelled W-R-I-T-E. Steve. Yes. What did you think of this third episode of The Muppets? You know, funny enough, I didn't think a whole lot of it. Um, there wasn't anything that really stood out as being exceptionally funny or really moving any kind of overarching story forward, I guess. Um, it was, it was, it felt to me kind of like a placeholder episode. Not, not too bad, but there was nothing outstanding in it. Yeah, I kind of got the sense that this was a show sort of lacking in focus and lacking in purpose and lacking in substance. I mean, there were still some funny jokes, uh, but there were it, I mean, a it, lot it, of writers for this episode, a lot of new writers. And sometimes when that yeah. happens, we get a show that doesn't totally seem cohesive. You know, It had all the things that the other two episodes have had so far, like celebrity guests and the band has played some music and we've gotten to see the up late segment, but... There wasn't anything that really, yeah, just jumped out. I believe this was the episode in which we saw the ratings go down quite a bit. Uh, yes. I'm wondering, is that the result of episode two, or is that because this one was not holding everyone's attention? Um, well, I, I hope it's more the latter reason, because I really liked episode two, and I yeah, would hate yeah, to think that too. even though it's probably, probably true that people saw episode two and... Um, not everyone, unfortunately, is digging this as much as we are. Um, and honestly, if it wasn't uh, my self-well, my self-appointed job to watch and critique and do all this kind of stuff around the Muppets, um, I don't know if I would have watched the entire thing. If if I was if I was just a casual fan or just someone watching TV Tuesday night, I don't think what was in this episode would have held my interest. Quite honestly. Yeah, I can I can kind of see that. There were still certainly some strong moments, though. And we are going to talk yes. about some of those moments right now because it's time to get into what, for right now, if this is all right with you, Steve, I'm going to call this segment uh, Correcting Kim. This is Correcting the segment in which... Kim! This is the segment in which we go through ABC's official story synopsis for the episode, which has been badly typed up by Kim the Intern. Oh my gosh. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so it starts off like this. You really want to do this? Huh? You really want to do this? Well, we're... How else How else would you have us go through the story of the episode? No, 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 this no. Is, no. I, it was actually... That, that was a, a Sam Eagle reference, but that's okay. You know, sometimes I do not get your Sam Eagle references. Apparently, well, there's a lot more Sam Eagle than I know. There, there might be. There just might be. Anyway, trying to bring some focus to this episode of Let's Talk Muppets, Fozzie has written a sketch for the show. Kermit desperately tries to avoid a discussion about it because it's so bad. So he tells them it's too good. Too good for the show, that is. This idea has feature film potential. So Fozzie declares there should be a comma after some of these so's. And that's two sentences in a row that begin with so. That's not the best writing. Anyway, so Fozzie declares on the air that he is leaving up late with Miss Piggy to embark on a screenwriting career. Would you... Is that how we... Does that even make sense? Embark on a screenwriting career. I'd say embark on an adventure, but embark on a career? Is that a term? Um, one could embark on a career. A career is a thing one can embark upon. Hmm. But it's usually not referred to like that but okay it's all right if that's what she wrote then that's that's what's there yep that's what it is okay. so a few things we can already talk about right from the beginning it's nice to open with the band playing very very electric mayhem like music i did like that yes yeah it felt just right and felt right for the late night show i thought that worked very well and we got to hear it again later in the episode but towards at the start Yolanda actually has the first line in the episode, which yeah, how about that? I, I yeah. think is really cool. And she really seems to be a significant character in this series. And we'll get more to Yolanda uh, a little bit in the episode. Yeah, but I, I definitely I liked that she got to open it. 
I like that they're taking some of these more sideline ancillary characters and giving them more material. So it's not just Kermit, Piggy, and Fozzie, and occasionally Scooter. It, everyone really gets into the act. Including Chip. He's the IT guy. Moving on. You can kind of <sighs> tell almost right off the bat that it's different writers. Like, I was kind of getting a different vibe from this episode really early on. Maybe that's just me. But I don't think it is just you. I, I think with my reaction when I was watching this was, gosh, I just missed Jerry Jewell. Like, mm. having someone right there who knows the tone and the rhythm of the characters and can just write consistently. We keep, I mean, a lot of people now have written material for the Muppets. And also people like, like Jim Lewis and Craig Shemin. Like, where's Craig? Is he not available to do some of this stuff? I would love to see some of the people who really know the characters a lot better than just, oh, another some few writers that we that we hired. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It would be nice to see Craig doing this stuff again or maybe one of the writers of the past couple of Muppet feature films. I think. I mean, they if did I was a, a Hollywood writer, I would love to be able to, to take a crack at writing an episode for the Muppets. Sure. I mean, that would be a dream. But at the same time, m- putting on my viewer hat and my fan hat, I miss those guys. Yeah, I see what you mean there. However, in a way, it's nice to get some fresh voices who may know this kind of genre a bit better. Totally, totally, yeah. What about Piggy falling into the cake? Yeah, I. well, what did you think of Piggy falling into the cake? I didn't think much of it. It was a pretty, uh, well, well there just wasn't much about it. it. It served its purpose of being an embarrassing it, clip, I guess. But It, it served just, its purpose as, yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, that's about all I had to say. It's, you know, I'm reminded of the first time you came on my show and one of the first interactions, not one of the first interactions that we had, but one of the first discussions that we had about the 2011 Muppet movie was when I said it served its purpose. And you thought that was the perfect way of saying that. And here we are coming back around to that. How about that? My standard way of describing something that's not my favorite thing in the world, but at least it worked. How far we have come. Yes. And, and actually, little trivia, did you know that the uh, the home in which both that cake video and the cake scene at the end was filmed belonged to voice actor Tara Strong? Really? Really. And how did you happen to figure this out? Because it's on her Instagram. Ah, that'll, uh, that'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Trivia. But yeah... I think that that scene worked, but the thing is, if you're going to do an embarrassing video, you could actually have a lot of fun with it and make it something that would really make Miss Piggy mad, and more importantly, make the viewers laugh. Yeah, because it wasn't all that fun. My first viewing, I actually thought maybe she was drunk, because that's sort of how she was acting. Yeah. It was all, it was very quick. The whole video was very rushed. It was like, okay, Pig Pig walks and trips. And then stumbles back, and that's when I thought she was drunk, but apparently not. But she stumbles back and then brings the whole table over. And I get that you don't want to burn a whole lot of time on something like that, but it just seemed really rushed, and it seemed like it was so rushed that we missed the joke in there. You really, really, really have a problem with not letting jokes take their time, don't you? I just, not every joke needs to be rushed. I'm sorry. I get that, but for me, the problem wasn't that it was rushed. The problem was that it just wasn't particularly funny. And th- that's the bigger point, yes. Okay, so we're in agreement again. Yay, we are, moving yes. right along. Uh, Fozzie declares on the air that he is leaving up late with Miss Piggy. Why isn't that italicized, or at least in quotes, or something? Come on, Kim. To embark on a screenwriting career, thanks to the one frog responsible for his decision, his best pal, Kermit. This really jumps ahead. I was about to say, we skipped some things, but okay. We did skip some things. For example, just before the theme song, we see Gonzo talking about how he totally went around Kermit. And well, when they were laughing at the he, clip... He, he went over his head, right? He Yeah, he went over his head and then he went behind his back. Yeah, because you can't go over his head. He's at the top. Right. That was very clever. Clever dialogue, but... What was funny to me was when Gonzo was laughing at it and saying, see, you never would have approved this. As that if it was, good. was still yeah. a good decision for him. But 
Kermit's face, he makes the classic face, but he holds in the same position, super still, just staring at Gonzo. And it, <laughs> I, that's something that I probably didn't really notice until my third viewing. He really uh -huh. just lets that sit in, and we hold on that, uh, letting it take its time, like Steve likes, so that it's really funny when Gonzo doesn't pick up on what Kermit's so unhappy about at all. It's it's really funny. And might I say, I really like Gondra I really like Gonzo's wardrobe choices in this show. I like I'm not that, editing that. I really like He's that, now Gondra. That's a orange amoeba print shirt that he was wearing. And it seems like in more scenes they're giving him more things to wear as opposed to just like the normal yellow checkered suit kind of thing, you know? Don't forget the red peppers. And the red peppers, yes. Yeah, I like seeing him in all these different outfits. They're all very appropriate for Gonzo. They work yes. quite well. Yes, yes. And of course, this is also classic Piggy. She gets her feelings hurt and acts out, but the things that happen to her happen as a consequence of her, you know, not caring about anything else and anyone else. So it's, we're, we're back to, it's. I feel like we got a glimpse of the real Piggy back in that first episode, and now... She's one-dimensional again, and it's been that way for a couple episodes. Um. Okay. I still kind of got the sense that she's more Muppet Show-like in this episode than she has been before this series because her dynamic with Scooter... Scooter was very Scooter in this episode, I think. And Piggy, yes. in my view, was still pretty darn... Piggy because they had they had a dynamic and a storyline that reminded me of the Dom DeLuise episode of The Muppet Show. Hmm. How she's got Scooter basically working as her servant to make everything work out exactly the way she's planning, but of course it's going to come around to bite her in the butt, not so much him, because he's he's innocent. And so I liked the way that Scooter was done. I also liked seeing I liked the way that Miss Piggy was using Scooter to manipulate the situation to make things work out the way that she needed it to and dig up the dirt and try to shoot the video and all that jazz, which I think worked pretty well as a Miss Piggy plotline. She was actually doing something, not just talking about something, not just whining, not just complaining, not just doing her usual mwah 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 shtick, but she was doing something that, in my view, was very fitting for the pig. Okay, you know what? That's a good point. And actually... Have we even had one moi yet? I don't think we have. I was surprised when I yeah. actually heard her saying the word me once or twice when she ordinarily would have said moi. That was, and it's, it's been nice. Nice, yeah. Nice. It's a delight. It's a delight. It's a delight. Oh, no, I'm stealing things from other podcasts now. Oh, Can't no. do that. No, don't so do that. So what did you think of Christina Applegate and the Swedish chef when they shared that little moment? Uh, Megan, Megan, Megan. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very 2015 scene that you would not have seen on the Muppet Show or anything anything before the 90s, I'll say, I don't think. It worked well, though. It was still the Swedish chef being the Swedish chef, and I think that was a pretty good adaptation of his... Uh, no, a, a pretty good update. No, still doesn't work. What's a good phrase for this? It brought him into the century without changing his character. Done. Done, Yes. That's our whole story synopsis. No, it isn't. Moving right along. After Fozzie hits the road, Kermit breaks the new to Fozzie. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> After Fozzie hits the road, Kermit breaks the new to Fozzie that can't... No, breaks the new that Fozzie can't write. That's what it is. <sighs> That's not enough to dissuade the determined bear from following his dream. And this is where we got that great scene of Fozzie driving in the car again. Yes, that was really great. Hey, this story synopsis is skipping stuff again, because, you know, before that, we got the uh, Socket to Me Sexy Boys from well, Christina Applegate. I want to talk turns about out, that, yeah. It turns out what was what Miss Piggy really said was Sex It to Me Socky Boys, which I didn't really care for that much, because that's where I felt like they were being dirty just for the sake of being dirty. Yeah, that didn't fit, I don't think at all. Um, but didn't I work. actually want to back up a little bit before that even, where uh, Fozzie is looking for Kermit around the office. Mm, yeah. And he goes up to uh, Yolanda's desk to ask where Kermit is. And for the first time ever, we get 
confirmation it is Yolanda. I always knew in my heart well, of hearts that it was I, Yolanda. I know, we were speculating on this, but she actually says, no one tells me, oh, Yolanda, how's your, how are you, how's your night classes going to become an ultrasound technician? She has a B average, by the way. But were you, whoa, whoa, was that, was that just the real Yolanda on this podcast? Or was that you, Steve, doing a spot on Yolanda impression? Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. I've you been should, working on You that should one call them and be the new voice of Yolanda. <laughs> Believe me, I'm trying. I'm trying. I have an agent on it right now. So, and it's I, not I thought, Bernie the agent, is it? No, thank, thankfully it's not. No, although Gags Beasley is one of the writers working with me. So, not sure how well that's going to work out. But Kermit hiding in the dark room, pretending to be a baseball trophy, was funny. I thought. Hmm. It was kind. Of, okay. I mean, it was lame, funny, but it was still funny. Yeah. Hey, that's a good description of the whole episode. And uh, Kermit. Remarking how he should just sell his house and move back to Mississippi. Thank you. Great joke right there for us fans. Unless he, I, I'm pretty sure his swamp is in Florida because of the Muppets at Walt Disney World. Well, that was just a TV show. <laughs> okay, fine. That doesn't count. I guess he was born and raised in Mississippi then. I don't know. According to this show, now he is, right? Because this is, this is the Muppets for real. That makes me rethink the road trip that took place in the Muppet movie from... Kermit Swamp to Well, Robin in the Muppet movie asked, is this really how the Muppets happened? And and Kermit says, well, it's it's a sort of approximately how it happened. So you can still like take reality some poetic TV. license there. Yes, exactly. You know what else we need to mention involving Kermit and Fozzie? Hmm. The You the Man bit. Yes. One of the best moments from the whole series thus far. That was tremendous. It was great because they weren't going out of their way to make a joke for the sake of making the joke. They were just letting Kermit and Fozzie have fun with each other and show a very real friendship that we can all relate to, which, of course, reached its climax when Kermit was firing his hands at Fozzie in very good puppetry, mind you. Yes, it was. Going, you, 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 and we see Fozzie faking being shot down. And super fun. I got a big kick out of it. That Love made that me scene. Smile. Yeah. My mother was confused by it, but I enjoyed it, and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, after Fozzie hits the road, Kermit breaks the new to Fozzie that blah, 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 blah. Uh, that's not enough to dissuade the determined bear to follow his dream. And that's where we get the bit with Fozzie and his phone, which for me was one of the biggest laughs in the episode. That was also another very funny spot, yes. Sorry, lost my place in my notes. Oh, I thought you were doing an impression of Fozzie trying to hang up his phone. I wanted to have a clever response to that, but no, I'm too distracted because I'm trying to find my place in my notes. Well, after the after the joke with Fozzie trying to hang up his phone, we get back to the writer's room, and one of my notes uh, from this scene, is, it's important to note that there was still no Kim. Again. She's busy with the story synopses, okay? Oh, okay, all right. She's spending do- all of her time on them. But we do get to see Chip the IT guy now for the first we time. We do get to see Chip the IT guy. And, and what an do interesting we think puppet. of Chip? He's an interesting puppet. Um, the mouth movement, I think, is the most uh, particular thing to his character. I can't really, decide Really, I didn't notice not... the mouth movement. And by that, I mean I couldn't stop looking at the mouth movement. Oh, my God. It's, I can't tell if I like it or dislike it, but it's 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 so particular just to that character. It doesn't look like anything else. Although... I will say also here that I noticed, well, Zoot had another line. It wasn't like the the home run kind of joke he has before. But I don't know if you've noticed this. Zoot has this kind of like snarl now in his lower lip. And he's had it through the entire series so far. I don't know if they're just making that a new part of his look or or what. But keep an eye out for that. But anyways, something about Chip is just a little off. The only thing I did like about that scene where Chip comes in and he's going through Gonzo's computer is uh, it's, a, it's a scene in which Dave has to play off of Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I liked that until I was getting confused when they were doing a shot of one character while you hear another character. You know, the J cuts and L cuts. Mm-hmm. That threw me because Gonzo and Chip don't sound different enough that I could keep track of who was talking all the time. When you say J-cut and L-cut, just explain what that is. 
So with a J cut, what you're going to do is hold on a shot after you've started the audio, or actually, no, after you've ended the audio and moved on to the audio from the next shot. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah. I get confused about which is the J cut and which is the L cut, which shouldn't be that hard because I just have to think of which letter is which. But then the L cut is when you're going to be holding on the audio from a, from one shot and keep that going after you've changed to the next shot. So what I mean to say is if we're holding on one character's dialogue as they as they continue talking after we've cut to another character or vice versa, if we cut to another character and well you get the idea i get the idea yeah it it throws me a little bit because when i'm looking down at my phone to do the live tweet or at my computer if my computer works which it was not for the last live tweet so that didn't go quite as i'd hoped we're having a lot of technical issues here at muppethub.com but all will be resolved in due time i think the management of muppethub.com should hire chip to come in and fix your stuff yeah we should because you know he's the it guy well uh, the problem is that he will then go through your email and your online dating profile and tell everyone about them, which I'm oh. quite frankly curious to hear, J.D., but... Joke's I, on him. I don't have an online dating profile. Ah, uh, that's what you say. Well, for all you know, it's true. <laughs> However, I did get a great idea to start one that has the picture of Liam Hemsworth. I was going to say, should we talk about Gonzo's dating profile? Because I have most of the information here in front of me. Why don't you tell us what Gonzo's dating profile says? Okay, so I paused the screen and figured out that uh, Gonzo's profile name is Gonzo Loves L-U-V-S. Gonzo Loves Love. Uh, His tagline is, inner beauty is what matters. He is apparently a 25-year-old man looking for women 18 to 81 within 20,000 miles of Hollywood. His relationship status is single, body type is buff, and ethnicity is, it's complicated. Uh, Love that. Yes. Uh, He says things I like, art and pain, and Mm -hmm. things I dislike is, he says nothing. I have a thing for the stupidest things, especially the stupidest things. And five words that describe me, he says, Outsider, independent, fearless, soulful, okay, and then is that five. And then, of course, his picture, which is an important story point, is Liam Hemsworth, an actor from, I believe, The Hunger Games, which is a movie I know we've already had an actress from, so I don't need to see anyone else in this series from The Hunger Games. They're just going to keep coming, Steve. They're not going to stop. I am not a teen girl. I do not appreciate shoehorning people in from, yeah, okay, never mind. It wasn't a care. It, it wasn't. It wasn't someone from Divergent, and it wasn't someone from Paper Towns. I guess it wasn't not. someone from The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. It wasn't someone from Twilight. So you know what? I'm cool with it because I actually like the Hunger Games series. That's an actual. That's a good one that critics seem to enjoy for the most part. So okay, I say that's fine. But Gonzo's object of affection is named Debbie, and I particularly enjoyed Pepe's jokes about Debbie because there were two. Well, there, there were two really good jokes. Uh, mm-hmm. One, he was talking about uh, you know meeting her. Was that the joke? Hold on. Well, Pepe's first line that I remember that really that I found funny was when he was telling Gonzo what to do when. Gonzo actually met Debbie in person and she found out that it wasn't really he wasn't who he looked like on his online profile and Pepe was telling him something I I don't remember what he said first he concluded with and then drink poison yeah and that's what made me laugh and this was after he'd had his bizarre wide house bit just a little bit earlier which um I didn't really get yeah that was a wee bit of we a letdown. We haven't really down. seen I, a, a good, strong uh, hit in that uh, in that writer's room yet, have we? Maybe it's an accursed writer's room where nothing good can happen and nothing good can be written. That's probably true, yeah. I would like to see the writer's room be a good segment where they have just painfully funny jokes, but so far there just hasn't been anything funny to even be painful yet. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So Gonzo's with Gonzo's single now, and we haven't seen Camilla at all in this series. We so sure what haven't. the heck is going on? Well, ch- you can only keep chicken for so long and then it goes bad. So he's got to move uh, on. Ha, 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 ha. Come on. That's funnier than anything they've done in the writer's room so far. You're right. It is. It is. Except for when <laughs> Pepe said to drink poison, which was not very empathetic on his no, part. It was not. Not particularly. Nick no. Offerman is another one of the celebrities who was uh, in this episode. And his yeah. plot line is really unfocused. Gosh, it really is. Yeah. Let's... <laughs> it it doesn't really build much. No. It's not particularly interesting. No. It doesn't have much conflict, and it's really lacking in conclusion. It's it's all that, yes. Having so, a talking pie be a, a replacement for Fozzie would have been funnier and would have had more focus and more of a point and more of a place in the Muppets than Nick Offerman did. We'll be right back to Let's Talk Muppets right after the break. Say, have you heard of MuppetHub.com? No, I have not. What is that? Muppet Hub is where the Muppetational comes together. It's your source for great videos, articles, quizzes, trivia, and clip art, all about Jim Henson and the Muppets. It's also the home of 11 Point Collar, a Muppet fan podcast. This podcast. I have ha- to go to the bathroom now. What? In the middle of the promo? Fine, I'll finish the promo without you. This podcast has trivia, history, music, humor, and all of the things you love in a Muppet podcast. It's also had great guests, including Brian J. Jones, Frogfan76, Noel McNeil, Andrew James Spooner, the directors of I Am Big Bird, Peter Linz, and most of all, Ryan Dozier. Visit us at MuppetHub.com today. You'll be glad you did. Continuing with our story synopsis, thankfully Nick Offerman is available to fill in for Fozzie. All he wants is a new cappuccino machine. Then all he wants is a new boat. Haha, uh-huh, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Fozzie, it, it completely fell flat for me. Fozzie sets up camp in the woods to get down to some serious writing. Kermit tracks him down just as a park ranger shoots him with a tranquilizer dart. A very groggy Fozzie awakens a short time later. Kermit assures him that they'll work on his sketch to make it suitable enough to be shown on TV, no matter how long it takes. Wow, they skipped over a lot. I loved it when Fozzie was shot with the dart. I mean, I, not when he was shot with the dart. After he was shot with the dart because he got so funny then. That, I love Absolutely, seeing... yes. The crocodile hunter shooting him with the dart was hilarious. That was a park ranger, wasn't Oh, it, it was a park... Oh, oh, that was another movie that they did that in that they just copied it. Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. But it was funny. You're right. After Fozzie was, uh, was all tranquilized up and basically kind of drunk and just... Yes. That oh, worse was than drunk. Awesome. I'm Fuzzy the Baja, and then he's out. Yes. And I was a little bit surprised to hear Fuzzy so so bluntly say... I am not finding my words today. I was a little bit surprised to hear Fuzzy say that he suspected Kermit wouldn't have made it to heaven based on the way that Kermit <laughs> treated him. Yeah. On one day. It's like, seriously? Well, you're really judging yeah. someone's eternal soul on, on one day? Hey, his ego is wounded. Although, his just, his whiny delivery that, oh my god, I'm dead. That was <laughs> awesome. That was That's another great. big laugh from me. Oh, yeah. And when he's, Kermit's dead too. And then when he's trying to use the binoculars to find his hat after oh, Kermit where, just where's my told hat? him. It's on your head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can use these to find my hat. No, it's still on your head. It was wow. great. And then Kermit apparently has never been shot by a tranquilizer dart before, but he did lick his third cousin once and the wall started melting. And so I feel you, bro. It was a tricky joke for me to follow. I actually, I, I got the general idea, but I didn't remember that a poison dart frog was a thing that existed for a while. So mm. it, 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 it took me a while, but I got, okay. I, I got the idea. I'm not totally slow. No, you're I, good. You're good. I'm okay. But we, we've uh, all had to walk that drunk friend out of a party before, and that's a lot like what this scene was. So very, very funny. And he says that line, which was great. And he sets up Fozzie with the, I feel you, bro. And then Fozzie says, I can't remember. Oh, you're kidding. This was really one of the most awkwardly funny lines, I thought. So Kermit says, yeah, so I feel you, bro. And then Fozzie says, yeah. 
we are brothers. And that, I don't know if that yes. was like a screw up of the line and they decided to keep it or whatever, but that tripping over the dialogue was awesome. Yeah, I didn't really get it, but I enjoyed it. Mm. Christina Applegate has a surprise for Miss Piggy. She rolls a video from her birthday. Wait, now the synopsis gets to this part? This was at the beginning. This is terrible writing. I know. Let's see if I can figure out where we're supposed Whoever to be in the story. Whoever puts time I into writing this is really wasting their time. This is just yeah. awful. Uh, Scooter's quest to dig up dirt on Christina Applegate comes up empty. Since there doesn't seem to be any embarrassing video out there, Miss Piggy opts to create one. She sends a cake-carrying Scooter up to Christian Applegate. Really? It, I'm not making it up. It says Christian Applegate. Okay. Uh, who, who? And this is after her name has already been spelled right earlier in the thingamajig, so I don't know how... <sighs> who plays along with the gag. Uh, Miss Piggy films the entire scene. Unfortunately, she's arrested for doing so by the Beverly Hills PD. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Wait, <sighs> did you say mwah, mwah, mwah? Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, okay. I thought um, she I looked a lot like Spy Piggy from Muppets Take Manhattan in that scene. Right. That's the vibe I was getting from that, which is why it worked for me. Yes. Jumping back a ways because this, uh, it, what's with the nonlinear writing? Come I don't on. Know. I mean, I guess what we're seeing in the show, more so than we've ever seen before, in in a Muppet TV series that is, is jumping around between parallel plots. And so what this does is it strips it down into its individual plots and gives them one at a time, which oh, makes well that, life harder for me. That's a really good idea. This is just a terrible execution of it. Eh, yeah. Chip, the IT guy, discovers some personal emails. Gonzo, I already got through that part, you silly story synopsis. But they don't anyway, know that we were talking. They don't? They're not hearing this right now? Articles don't talk. Well, I meant the writer of the art. Doesn't Disney have ears everywhere? No, that is true. They do. <laughs> so we I should know. be careful. We so. should be careful. <laughs> Why are we even doing this, Steve? I oh, my gosh. No. Run! Panic sets in Gonzo is supposed to meet Debbie soon. What? Panic sets in Gonzo is supposed to meet Debbie soon. That structure, that that's not, that's not a sentence. It should say panic sets in since Gonzo is supposed to meet Debbie soon. But it doesn't say that. But it's, that's panic what it means. Uh... So he tracks down Liam Hemsworth, who agrees to help. Liam is quite charming when he meets Debbie. He asks if she'd still like him if he looked like a certain little blue guy sitting across the way. Debbie assures that what counts is what's inside. This has Liam rethinking things. He's never met anyone who has liked him like this. Liam and Debbie make a hasty exit for a romantic dinner in Malibu. As for Gonzo, he's still dateless in Hollywood. And that's, that's the end of their story synopsis. Well, this is the Debbie joke that I remembered because when Debbie walks in, which she was a, a nice, plain-looking, people-looking kind of Muppet, but uh, apparently she's wearing slacks. And Pepe says, I didn't think a Debbie would wear slacks on a first date, which I, for some reason I thought was kind of funny. But I don't uh, get it. Okay. How many first dates have you been on, JD? We're not discussing my love life on this okay, podcast, okay. All Steve. Right, all right. Well, in any case, um, yeah, it was just kind of an interesting setup. I thought it was funny when uh, Gonzo thinks his, his chances are going up and he says, uh, all right, so is this the part where I go over to and tell her? And Pepe says, no, this is the part where you go home. And I felt that sad was great. for Gonzo. Yeah, it's And true. I also liked Rizzo's little line in there. Uh, what was it? Get ready, Gonzo. There's a smooch in your future. I've never heard that, but that's really funny. Rizzo would say it. Yep. And he did. And he did, in fact. So you like Debbie? Uh, we're never going to see her again, so I didn't really care about her. I don't know. You never know with these kinds of shows. I mean, season five, she may show up all of a sudden. This is the second female character that we've seen Julianne Busher perform, too, because she also does Denise. And we haven't seen Denise again. Yeah, where is she? I don't, maybe she's in the same room that Kim is in. Oh my gosh, all the women are being locked up. Who is trying to keep the women out of the Muppets? It's not I right. We it's need conspiracy. more female Muppets. Especially ones that last longer than a week. Yes. 
I'm looking at Julian Busher's profile on here. And isn't this the third that we've seen her do? Because she's doing Yolanda. And she is doing Yolanda. You're right. So we do get to see Yolanda week to week. And I'm pretty good. I'm I'm pretty good with that. Yeah. Yeah. I approve. I think that gets us most of the way through the episode. If I have anything else to add, it's that Gonzo is called an elephant beaver. Ah, yes. And Pepe refers to Liam Hemsworth as Mr. Handsome Man. Mm-hmm. That is really awkward. Oh, and Chip is the IT guy. That is all we know about Oh, him. yes, he is, yeah. And he has a mouth that does not have proper lip sync. No, he does not. No, and it's weird. It kind of ruins the illusion for me. It's more like but tongue sync than lip sync. It is, though. He is speaking in tongues in a whole new way. Yeah. And that gets us through this story synopsis. It's like a Thank third you, lip. Kim. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Kim. Yeah. All right. It's time for Burned Hamburgers. Burned Hamburgers. No, we already have an opening for Burned Hamburgers. We didn't need you to record that. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I think we'll play it now. There it was. And is there vacuuming in the background? Not Are you hearing anything, Steve? I am not hearing anything except you. Aww. I wish I could say the same. Um, Are you going to clap and applaud? Are you watching a video with Christina Aguilera playing with puppies? No, no, but that was funny. It was funny seeing or hearing or hearing about Scooter doing that. Scooter's kind of a pathetic wimp in this show in a way, and I like that. Except when he, uh, except when he sasses what's her name on the golf cart. Yeah, yeah. I but was going that, to snap yeah. at you for calling her what's her name because she's a significant actress, but right now I'm blanking too. Nah, see, she's <sighs> not. What? Nah, see, she's not. She is. She is. Elizabeth Banks is great. Hey, I remembered her name. I didn't even have to look it up. Are we supposed you. to be in Burned Hamburgers? Yes. What happened? We yes. are. Burned I Hamburgers. announced it prominently. You see, this is what happens when you don't have a focused episode of The Muppets. Then you don't have a focused episode of Let's Talk Muppets. That's very true. Who knows? True. We might start toasting and roasting people in the Burned Hamburgers segment. But oh what we're supposed to be doing right now is talking about the pigs in this episode. And unfortunately, there's really only one pig to talk about this time because we haven't seen Denise yet. Uh, for, uh, for the second time, that is. And we've kind of already discussed what we think of Miss Piggy. Steve, is there anything else that we need to add on the pig? Nope, I'm good on the pig. Wow, then this segment was a total waste of time. Sort of like everything that happened with Nick Offerman. Yes, very much like what happened with Nick Offerman. Too much like what happened with Nick Offerman. Is he right behind us? Eerily is, like is what happened here with in the Nick tavern? Offerman. Uh, no? No. No. Okay, no. I think we're good. He's on a boat somewhere. False alarm, Ralph. Okay. Okay, uh, well, in that case, we'll just jump right into favorites. This is the... Oh, do you have an favorites. opening for favorites? Thank you. This is when we talk about our favorite story arcs, our favorite scenes, and favorite lines. So, mm -hmm. Steve, would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? I would like you, go to, you to go first. Wow, okay, I can't my... talk either today. Oh, good. I'm glad we're on the fan page. No, we, um, we really are. Yeah, except that some of my pages did not print out of the printer. So, uh, so we can't I don't be even on know where I am. Page. I don't even know what my favorites are anymore, because I don't have it written down for myself. But for my favorite story arc, I'm going to go with the one between Kerbin and Fozzie. That was obviously the A story. That was the strong story. That was the fun one in which we saw Muppets doing Muppets being themselves. We saw Muppets being themselves. And it worked perfectly well. Lots of fun. Very funny. I give it to Kermit and Fozzie for the story arc. Steve? Uh, I will also give it to Kermit and Fozzie. I thought the other story arcs were okay. But uh, this was far and away the strong one. This is the one that they spent all, the, all of their time on. So, yeah, we'll give it to Kermit and Fozzie. Okay. Favorite scene. Favorite scene is really hard in this one, and I'd like to say it's really hard because every scene is so strong, but I can't... I can't say that. Yeah. I, I could say that about episode two. It was hard to pick a favorite scene from episode two because there was oh, a yes. lot of good stuff there. This one, boy, it's tricky. I was going to say Drunk Fozzie, but mm. I think I'm going to have to say the uh, You to Man. You're going to go with You to Man? I'm going to go with You to Man. Okay. Gosh, I'm torn between, should we be calling him Drunk Fozzie or Drugged Fozzie or what's more appropriate? I like Drunk Fozzie. Okay, Drunk Fozzie. That should be its own segment. <laughs> I don't know what it would be about. Drunken bears, yeah. 
we would just play a random line from Drunk Fosse. No, we're not going to do that. But it was, I mean, he did consume alcohol at Ralph's Tavern, so maybe he did get drunk that night. Well, we didn't see either Muppet consume alcohol. We saw Kermit with a beer in front of him, and I think Fozzie was holding a beer. But we and we—that's an important distinction because we see Muppets drinking things nearly every episode. This episode, we saw Gonzo drinking some soda. Uh, we've seen Denise drinking coffee or a latte or whatever it was. Uh, we see a lot of Muppets drinking, but we most definitely did not see Muppets drinking beer. And I think they probably wanted to make that clear. Hmm. They I didn't even notice that they didn't actually there drink it. There was beer there, but they weren't pretending to drink beer. Because, let's face it, they'd have to use a straw. Yeah, yeah, they would. But, you know, Kermit wasn't enjoying the pumpkin spice stuff that they were putting in the beers anyway. No, no, he wasn't. It's like no, drinking he was a pie. Not. Yeah. Anyway, for my favorite scene, I'm torn between drunk Fozzie and Fozzie in the car. I think I got the biggest laugh when Fozzie... accidentally ended up in Angry Birds. so That was funny, yeah. And now I'm in Angry Birds. It was great because (laughs) we're too used to seeing Fozzie written as this moron who doesn't have a brain at all, like in uh, Muppet Treasure Island when he's being led by the man in his finger or Muppets from Space. I mean, that just kind of became the way that Fozzie was written for a while. And that's annoying. And... I think we've mostly come out of that now, and we still see that Fozzie is naive, and this is a great example of innocent naivete, if that's even close to the proper pronunciation. Uh, mm-hmm. blah, 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 pronunciation. Yeah, good. Pronunciation. Pronunci- I don't know. I don't know, Stephen. You're doing um, well, JD. Aw, shucks. Yeah. I like seeing him being naive and innocent and struggling with something that a lot of people struggle with, so he wasn't stupid... We weren't annoyed with him for being a dumbo. He was just not figuring everything out, which is more relatable and more fun and more funny. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to that scene when he is desperately trying to hang up the phone with Kermit. Nice pick. Yes. Have a favorite line? Um, gosh. You know, I don't, I'm not sure if I really have a favorite line on this one. Um... No, I don't think I did. Outside of the you, 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 you thing, but we already talked about that, where Kermit sort of uh, unloads the, the the full automatic you, you, you's onto Fozzie. That was funny, but uh, I, I don't think anything really stood out on this one. Yeah, I kind of feel that way as well. It stinks that there aren't the best quotables from this. I mean, we've heard the Swedish chef say okie dokie many times, but this time when it was more um almost sassy but mostly I was just feminine sassy. yeah as yeah. he as he snaps his finger okie dokie um, like okay i get it i get and, it and that's what a lot of the jokes were for me uh, instead of laughing just saying oh, okay i get it but <laughs> that's not the same as making me laugh you know i liked what you were trying to do yes yeah And so I'm not going to give it to that line because that line is, the line itself isn't particularly funny. And so I'm more inclined to give it to Pepe when he delivers the line and then drink poison. But that's still a delivery thing. Yeah. yeah. So what we're seeing throughout the episode is that the writing of the dialogue isn't particularly spectacular, but the Muppet performers are doing a really nice job with it on the whole. So I guess now that I think about it, I can't really pick a favorite quote myself. Nope. I really don't know what my favorite line from the show is. And hopefully next time it'll be a bit better. Let's take a look at what the next episode is going to be. I'm, See, I'm excited for the next right episode. Now. Yeah. All right. This next one's going to be called pig out. Yeah. I've been seeing some hype online for this and it looks like a lot of it takes place in takes place right here in Ralph's tavern. Um, well, that we get, and we get a great celebrity guest. This is true. And we get the Swedish chef rapping again, which is nice. Eh, yeah. Well, okay. Look, generally, I'm not a fan of rapping in a Muppet production. I don't think it worked particularly well in the 2011 Muppet movie. However, every now and again, you can make something so, so, so out of place that it's funny. And that's it. 
If you make it like it's funny, it's probably going to be funny. If you try to make it like it's serious, then that's pathetic. And so, yeah, I have seen the Swedish chef rap before in the video he did with Nerdist called Gersperms. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? Yes. Please tell me you've seen this. Everyone should see this video. It's one of my favorites. Oh, I that, really, and really that's love great. It. Yeah. Um, but then this morning on Muppet Central Radio, I heard Kermit doing Rapper's Delight and thought, that's just terrible. That is a travesty, and I don't want to think about it anymore. Hey, we have some familiar writers in episode four, namely Bob Cushel coming hey, back. Hey, all right. Working on the story. And that time. is, to me, a good sign because I like him. I do, too. So there. Yes. But I think we still have a lot of the same writers from this episode, so it's really hard to tell exactly how this is going to go. I want to see a, a lot more writing from Mr. Bill Prady. I would also enjoy that, yes. This guy, more than anyone else who's been involved in the project, seems like he's a real veteran Muppet writer. Because you know that the Muppet performers don't take exactly what's on the script and perform it verbatim. That's not how it happens. They, they have the material... And they take that as sort of an outline, and then they do it. And they, in varying degrees, can stick to what's on the page. But they have to have good material to start with anyways. And I think the the biggest problem in this particular episode was they just didn't have great material to start from. Like, they, yeah. they made the most of, of what they... Because we talked about some things that we really did like from this episode. But mm-hmm. it just overall, it's like, okay, you're trying, you're trying, but... <sighs> just didn't get there. I agree. Hey, it's time to get into one of our favorite segments, a toast and a roast. A toast, a toast and, a, and roast. a roast. I already have an opening for that one, but you know what? Who cares? We can use that one if you really want to. Do no, you no, really want fine. to? I just this is what I am doing this week. That's all. This is your thing. That's instead this of week, playing yes. on a recorder or a ukulele. Th- right. This is the thing. Right. This is my annoying thing to do on your show. Yes. Good. I'm glad we all have that. <laughs> and they're getting stronger and stronger and more and more annoying all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's time for a toast and a roast. This is when we toast someone who made this episode a bit better for us, and we roast someone who made it worse. Steve, do you have anyone that you would like to toast and or roast? Actually, I think it's probably best if we start with the roasting, in my view. Okay. Because then we end on a positive note. But That's it's fine. up to you. You can do either one. Okay. Well, my my roast, I, I don't think it's gonna surprise you to say it's Nick Offerman, which yeah, that doesn't. Here's the thing: me. I don't know a whole lot about him. I'm aware that he's from a show called Parks and Rec. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, and so I haven't seen that much of the show, but from what I've seen on that show, he's reasonably funny. Okay, because uh, that's what that was my first thought: is like this is someone who's supposed to be funny, who has a reputation for being funny, but they're not being funny here, at least not to me. So then my next question to myself was: okay, is his behavior on screen here somehow referring to the character that he plays in that show? Because maybe it's really funny, but I just don't get the joke. But no, I it just wasn't funny. Like I and it was a good. I like what they were trying to do there. It was a good attempt at being funny. But I, I think just because there wasn't a lot of attention paid to timing and direction and resolution, or even just making jokes, that uh, it just, the whole thing where you had a good comedic actor to maybe do something with, it just really fell flat for me. So that's my roast. You my, It sounded sort of like you were roasting the writers there, but you're blaming it on Offerman. Well, I am. I, I'm sort of blaming it on both sides, really, because, um, yes, the writers probably fell short in giving a lot of uh, a lot of material on the script. But I think an, a, a good, strong actor uh, can take that kind of stuff and still make it into something. But I, yeah, I just didn't feel like there was no, it, work with it a little. Yeah, there was just no there there. Um, and then for my toast... And maybe this is going to surprise you a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to toast. Hear what it is. I'm going to toast Chip the IT guy. Really? Really. Because it was, he was new. He was very original as a puppet. Um, 
I don't need How to see him. How is he him. original as a puppet? I just he he doesn't look like the other Muppets on screen. He looks well, yeah, more because he he's looks uglier. more human, and he is uglier. I'll definitely give you he is uglier. He is an ugly little guy. But but it's not uh, like he's new to this series. No, he's not new to the series. But this these are his first moments in the show. Um, his jokes were so simplistic that I giggled the first time with the I'm Chip, the IT guy, and then it goes to his talking head saying the exact same thing. Um, yes, he's an like I said, he's an ugly little guy. His tongue is hard to watch. His eye blink is disconcerting. Oh gosh! But at the same time, there was just something that made him kind of work in the comedy of this episode. Like I said, I don't need to see him again next week. But uh, but yeah, I thought for this episode, for this one, I'm going to toast him. Alrighty then. That's fair enough. Okay, I guess we'll move on to my roast, and I'm going to roast Chip the IT guy. <laughs> really? I'm not taking that back because... Okay, good. Good. He grossed me out you and live bothered your truth. me. In, yeah, I am living my truth, Steve. I am living it. And my truth means... I'm going to reward that. Gosh, and my I really, truth I really entails, hope people are listening to this. This is so much fun for us. I hope other people enjoy this, too. Yeah, I know, right? I hope someone out there is listening. I know a few people are listening. Oh, I good. can tell. Good. I've got a few listeners, and I actually have listeners who intend to come on the show, which really excites me. I mean, seriously, this is really, really exciting to me because I have not done this kind of listener interaction before, so it should be really fun. And I've got other guests lined up. There you well, go. Well, not lined up per se, but in, in talks, in the works. Mm-hmm. So I can just see this blossoming and blooming as soon as we're talking about an episode that isn't this one. And as soon as we're talking about someone who isn't Chip, because Chip has that mouth that doesn't work and it breaks the illusion. He has blinking that doesn't make any sense. I can't figure out what I'm seeing when I'm seeing him blink. It's the the pupils themselves are shrinking. So With white it, dead eyes. It's yeah, he's some kind of weird extraterrestrial, not in a cool way like Gonzo, who's a beaver aardvark, but just in a disgusting way. And so it's not like we haven't seen the puppet before. We have, but he's just where that have weird we seen background. him before? What? Where have we seen him before, JD? We've seen him on the Jim Henson Hour. Oh, have we? Where else have we seen him, JD? Uh, I, I in a few other places. I don't know what you're referring to specifically. I believe he was he also was on the. In- he well, it was, it's funny that you connect him so closely to Gonzo there because he was also one of the onlookers on the beach scene well, in yeah. Muppets from Space. Yeah, I was I was actually thinking of that scene. That was one of the main things that comes to mind when I whenever I think of Chip, I generally yeah, think of him yeah. as just that random guy who was randomly there in that beach scene in Muppets from Space. Yeah. Gosh, he's been connected to a lot of not very successful projects. Oh my gosh. Chip is the curse. It's the curse it's, of Chip. Yes, it's so ironic because he shows up on the Jim Henson Hour and that turns out to be a flop and he shows up in Muppets from Space and that turns out to be a flop. He shows up in this show and the ratings go down, but it's ironic because he's the IT guy, so his job is to make things better, but he makes them worse. I've figured it out. I've figured it out. I figured out Chip. He's the worst thing for the Muppets. He's what's going to destroy and ruin the Muppets and send them into the pits of... Well, that's not important right now. The important thing is my roast is Chip. Okay. I don't like him. And do you he, like him? More importantly... No. See, more oh. importantly, oh. I, I do not like him in a house. I do not like him with a mouse. I'm trying to think of other lines from that Me book, too. but I can't. I am blanking. It was... Oh, don't complain in grouse. <laughs> nice try. Nice try. Nice try. I, yeah. I, I, I do like Chip in a blouse, I, I must say. <laughs> I do like that. Well, <laughs> hey, Steve, gender is fluid. Oh, um, that's good. The toast is going to be a tricky one. I don't know who I particularly like in this episode. I'm not leaning towards anybody except for Fozzie because he was just so darn funny and had really was. the most big laughs in this episode. This was a good week so for Fozzie. Fozzie what? It was a good week for Fozzie. It was a good week for Fozzie, indeed. This has been a good show for Fozzie, I think, on the whole, and it's nice that we got a we got an episode in which Fozzie does, in some way, shape, or form, really shine. Yes. I'm happy with that. 
And so this episode does feel a little bit like filler, but you know what? It works. We got some good Fozzie jokes. We got to see Kermit and Fozzie's friendship, and that certainly sets a tone for the rest of the series. So I, I approve of the episode, though I don't give it a particularly high rating. Again, I wouldn't know how to give it a rating out of... With with stars or anything like that, like you're you're doing. Are you still doing that? Uh, not really, not so much. Do you want to try? Do you, do you think we could try right now to give it a rating at it? I mean, I, I would mean, pro- I I feel personally. like I'm being generous by saying, um, that uh, I do not feel that Chip will ever find a spouse. But uh, apart from that, I'll say you're coming back to that now. It's I, been uh, like two minutes. That's I not just, how jokes are supposed to work, Steve. It took me that long. See, this is why we like faster-paced jokes, Steve, so that that doesn't happen. Stop it. I'm going to say fast a fast pace out is of good in five humor, Steve. Five, and that's being generous. I entirely agree. I was leaning towards four, but there were enough big laughs that th- those those there were some peaks in there that were more of an eight and so I'll, I'll round up to five yes and that about wraps it up do we have anything else we need to say about this episode douse is also a word that rhymes <sighs> move on steve get get a life <sighs> look who's talking uh, don't look at my online dating profile okay, anyway that's the show steve can you tell us where we can find your work with the Muppet Cast? Absolutely. You can find that over at MuppetCast.com. Uh, let's see what's going on. This week we've got Tim and Joe coming back. They wrote a book over the summer called Jim Henson and Philosophy. And so there are a couple really smart guys who are coming back to talk Muppets. Uh, we're also talking a little bit about this episode over on the Muppet Cast, but then we're also doing Muppet News and trivia and all kinds of stuff over there. So that's MuppetCast.com. You can also find it at uh, facebook.com slash MuppetCast, and, uh, oh, MuppetCast.com slash iTunes. Make sure to subscribe over there. All right. And also, Steve, have you brought back your classic, much-beloved podcast, the Backstage Podcast? Oh, why, yes. Yes, I have. Thank you for mentioning that. Uh, we are, Sure, anytime. Uh, one more episode posted on that just recently. So that's uh, that's still hosted by me, but it's a different, it's not a Muppet kind of thing. It's just a closer look uh, at yours truly and my life and my friends' lives and the things that we're working on, the things that we're realizing and discovering in life. Um, it's, it's a lot of, well, backstage kind of stuff. So hence the name Backstage Podcast, which you can find at backstagepod.com. All right. Why didn't you spring for BackstagePodcast.com, Steve? I've always wondered about that. I think that was taken at the time. Ooh. It was taken taken. by by some dirty louse. Stop it. (laughs) Wow. So this is how far we've come. This is pretty much it, yes. Just making ouse puns as much as we can. Well, I'm J.D. Hansel. If you want to look into my personal life, you can't. Actually, you can go to jdhansel.com and see some of the non-Muppet stuff that I do. Maybe not as cool as the Backstage Podcast, but still pretty cool if you like movie reviews, which I do a lot. If you want more Muppet content, though, MuppetHub.com is the place to go. You will love it there. I almost guarantee it. Or your money back because the website is free. So is the podcast. It's all pretty good stuff. Go to MuppetHub.com. Go to MuppetHub.com slash Facebook to find us on Facebook, and you can follow me at JD11PC. That's JD11PC on Twitter. And you can follow this show, Let's Talk Muppets, at New Muppet Show. That is also on Twitter. And MuppetHub.com slash iTunes will take you to our podcast feed where you can hear this show, and previous shows, and you can hear special guests like the directors of I Am Big Bird, Brian J. Jones, FrogFan76, and I think FrogFan's going to be on this podcast at some point, hopefully some point in the near future. We've got other people in talks. If you would like to be on the show, please shoot me an email at me, M-E, at MubbitHub.com, or not me, N-O-T-M-E, at MubbitHub.com. I don't care. Either one will get to me. And that's about all I have to say about that. So we've reached the end of another episode of Let's Talk Muppets. Um, Ralph is giving me the eye that we need to get out. Good timing. So we will see you next time right here at Ralph's Tavern on Let's Talk Muppets Should Be More Fun. (laughs) 
every time, aren't you? Well, you know, you stole my bit, and I don't take kindly to that. Espouse the country of Laos. What about it? Um, there are a couple more rhymes that I found on Rhyme Zone. You're cheating. You're using a <laughs> rhyming dictionary? Well, of course. That is so not allowed. Yes, it is. This is a disgrace. You disgust me. Why, thank you. It's and by gift. that, I mean, I love you, Steve. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, <laughs> Are we still was, on? I'm please still recording. Me, please tell me we're still on. <laughs> I, I'm still recording. This probably won't end up in the actual show because oh, we've already yeah. signed off. No, but it'll go on at the... Okay, do you want to put it at the very end of the show after the closing theme? Oh, we have to, yes. Okay, then it'll be in... Uh, that way. I was going to just make it another outtake on the YouTube channel, but you know what? Forget about it. You know, I, I forgot to mention on your show that I'm actually not going to be doing uh, a live hangout this particular Tuesday uh, because this particular Tuesday I have floor seats to Paul McCartney. So that's where Aww. I'm going to be on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. You suck. Oh, it's going to be a good day. Yep. You suck so much. Uh, um, I have not been to a concert in a while. It's it, hmm. and my uh, my tickets are right in the middle of the floor. So, it's mm. it's going to be perfect. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. I I'm pretty sure you I'm pretty sure I've heard you've seen him before, right? No, this is my first time ever seeing him. Oh, so really? Wow. This is this is going to church for me. Yeah. Oh, that is exciting for you. Yes. Are you bringing your Bible? Uh, no, it will no. not be necessary. I already, I when it comes to Paul, when it comes to Paul McCartney, I already know all the words. That helps. Yeah, it's. I mean, as you know, I am madly in love with the Flaming Pie album, but well, and that's a great album. Yeah. Yeah, but before that, I like, um, of his non-Beatles work. It's hard for me to determine exactly how much I really enjoy. Because I love Silly Love Songs. I adore that song. Well, sure. There's, like, the, the whole Wings Greatest CD is, is good, you know. Uh, uh, Band on the Run is very good. Have you yeah. heard uh, Chaos in Creation in the Backyard? Mm, uh, good question. That's Not? a particularly excellent album. Okay. With a Little Luck is nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, say, 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 I Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes Live and Let Die is a song I'm in the mood for. Sometimes I'm not so in the mood for it. Sure. Uh, mm -hmm. I Enjoy Jet. Oh, yeah. Uh, I Enjoy Ebony and Ivory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's this Beatles stuff, which I do like. And oh, yes. And it's hard for me to keep track of exactly which ones he wrote. Because I am not quite as big of a Beatles enthusiast as you are, even though I like a lot of their work. I can't keep track of all that stuff in my head. Oh, okay. I can keep yeah. track of a lot of music stuff in my head. Like, a lot of music stuff. I was looking um, for Jeff Lynne's new song that you said was around, but I, I can't mm. find it anywhere. Oh. Um, I can send you the link right now, then. Yeah, like... That would be great. I'll send it to you through Skype. Is that? Um, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, thank you. There. Perfect. I will did look get that it? up. I did. So I'll look that Sweet. up when we're when we're off here. So. All, All right. right. I, well, I'll stop recording right now. Yes, I will too. I've actually 